What are the secrets of those extraordinary individuals that have achieved extraordinary success? Listen to their stories, discover their knowledge bursts, make those connections. Get ready. It's time to start moving forward. John Lim here, and we've got a great episode today. Rachel Peterson, social media strategist and creator of Social Media University, where she teaches social media managers how to crush it as entrepreneurs and be at the top of their game. You can learn more about her at her website, rachelpeterson.com. How are you today, Rachel? I'm doing so well, John. How are you? Uh, I am doing fantastic. And I have to give a special shout out to a mutual friend of ours, Leonard Kim, who connected us. I mean, he, he, just, he gave the most glowing recommendation and endorsement. And I, of course, I was just absolutely floored and uh, honored to have you on the show, Rachel. Well, thank you. And I also have to shout out Leonard. He's amazing, isn't he? He's entertaining and hilarious and (laughs) fun to work with. I love Leonard. Yeah. And he also knows the best hamburger joints in LA. So he's a great, (laughs) great resource for that. And I have a t-shirt. I have one of his t-shirts as well. So, (laughs) you know. Oh, man. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He's got his face on the cover. And then on the back, it's hashtag who is Leonard Kim. Oh my gosh, that's great branding. Well done, Leonard. Well, Rachel, (laughs) I mean, you've got an amazing story and I really want you to share that with our listeners. So tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and a little bit of your career journey. Definitely. So as of today, I am a social media fill in the blank. Some people say expert, some people say guru. I don't Mm -hmm. love those words, but I'm basically somebody who who loves social media. It's It's my forte, it's my playing ground. Basically, I started being an entrepreneur just about, I want to say it was a year and a half ago, maybe a little bit more, um, where I kind of accidentally started securing clients for social media. People started approaching me and saying, hey, could you help me with my social media? And I kind of had this feeling I was on to something. So as I started to secure my first couple of clients, I got kind of hungry. You know that like itch where you're like, something bigger is happening. I need to make this happen. Yeah. And it took hold of me. So I started, even though I was in my nine to five, I started securing a bunch of clients on the side, working really hard, uh, secured a couple of clients. It was about six months later that I left my nine to five and went viral worldwide. So many crazy things happened in those first couple of months. Um, But fast forward to today, I am so fortunate. I work with amazing clients, you know, household names, big brands, um, incredible influencers who are doing big things that change the world that we live in. And then I also teach people how to run social media and how to secure their own clients. So I have those two sides of my business, an agency and a university, and it's just been an amazing year and a half. Well, Rachel, I got to ask you, I mean, first of all, I mean, did you ever imagine that growing up, this is what your career would look like? Not quite exactly. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I always had this feeling that I would be doing something that would uh, fill in the blank. I don't even know how to explain it. I knew there was going to be something big, but you know, your dream changes as a kid. First, it's, you know, I want to be an actress or I want to be a singer or I want to be famous, whatever that looks like. And so I always had this gut feeling I would be somebody who would be you know, visible or in a public space. I just had no clue it would be yeah. for social media, of, yeah. you know, of all things. Well, well, and share with our listeners, I mean, what was your first foray into social media? And I would also be remiss if I didn't mention, and, and Leonard put this in his introduction, that there's a particular post that caught a lot of attention on Facebook. And I was wondering if you wouldn't mind sharing with our listeners a little bit of that story. 
Yeah, absolutely. So social media was something I accidentally got into. You know, if we're going to go really back, I actually haven't shared this before. But when I first got involved on like Twitter and Facebook, I had this really funny talent. Mm-hmm. And and it was a talent for connecting with big influencers. Uh-oh. I remember, you know, I'd say, oh, this person was on a TV show. I really like them. I want to connect with them. And before you know it, I'd be Facebook messaging them or, you know, tweeting them. And we'd have a full-on conversation. And I've always been a fan of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, you know, cheesy shows, but they're awesome. <laughs> I've been a so, first, uh, forced to watch a couple of those on occasion. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to hear. That's My right. husband's in the no, same there's, boat. There's something, there's something that, that is hypnotic about those shows, I have to say. I'll, I'll give it to them. <laughs> They've got the rinse and repeat down. Yeah. So they... Um, I actually connected with one of the producers of the show and we started a several year long friendship where we would email back and forth and talk about our kids. And when I started to connect with her, I kind of realized this is something that not everybody knows how to do, connect with influencers. And I didn't really think much of it, you know, so my next kind of big journey into social media was actually when I was working full time as a hairstylist Mm. and I was a hairstylist. And my clients were just this raving following. Like my clients were so loyal. They wouldn't see anyone else. They always wanted to work with me. And I started putting kind of like documenting the process of, you know, a before and after or what extensions did for somebody. And I would just share it on Instagram or Facebook. And as soon as I would put up an image, I would get a couple of requests. Like, can I, you know, can I come in? Can you do that for me? Can we do a consultation? And it's so funny because I was honing in on this social media skill without realizing it. But I just knew that when I put pictures up on social media, it worked. So I kept doing it. Oh, that's great. I absolutely love it. And uh, I mean, you know, I think this is something that Gary Vaynerchuk talks about a lot is that, you know, social media, it's it's it gives you the ability to create that intimate one on one connection, but to really scale it up. And I think that is so cool that you just kind of fell into it by accident, you know, as a, and I had no idea you, you worked as a hairstylist. So that's pretty <laughs> cool too. So it's not like you've had quite the career journey and let's talk a little bit about, uh, this, this, there's a particular post, uh, related to your, your engagement to, to your now husband that went super viral. Can you share a little bit of that story? Absolutely. So it was actually back in February of 2016 and I had been seeing all these posts that were going viral for different reasons, and it was actually completely on purpose this time. I looked at my husband and I said, I think I'm going to write the post that goes viral. Mm. And, you know, when I say that, of course, everybody's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. That's like viral isn't something that happens to normal people. Um, But I sat down and I crafted this post. And as I crafted it, I just kind of had this gut feeling something about it was going to resonate with, you know, the audience that was following me on my business page because it was my friends and family. So I wrote this post all about my small wedding ring and talking about how I didn't want to upgrade it. You know, there's a good chance if you're listening to this, you've actually seen this post because pretty much everyone in the English speaking world has seen this post. Absolutely. And it's been on the Today Show and it's just, it's, (laughs) it's, it's just, I mean, talk about viral. I don't even know if that's the right word. I mean, it's kind of beyond viral at this point. Yeah, it's gone so big. Um, So I crafted this post and I put just a little bit of ad spend behind it. 
And it took a little bit. It started to get some traction. And I remember the day where I woke up and I was like, whoa, my post has reached 60,000 people. That's not normal. That's different. Um, You know, I put just a couple of dollars behind it because I didn't have a lot of money to put towards advertising, you know, something that I didn't know if it was going to work or not. But I, you know, put a couple dollars behind it. It reached 60,000 people. And I told my family, I was like, guys, I'm going viral. This is crazy. Mm -hmm. And no one really listened because it was still, you know, just a small little post. It's nothing, it's nothing big. Yeah. But then over the next couple of months, some crazy things started happening. And I remember the day where somebody shared it and it started to kind of get traction. Um, It started to get traction and what I mean is that all of a sudden a couple more people shared it. And the next morning I woke up and I checked and a million people had wow. seen my post. Now, the time frame of the, all of this was about two months from post to virality. But I started to see this and, you know, I woke up. It was a million people had seen it. There was com- There were comments all over. It was just kind of starting to blow my mind. So I put a couple more dollars behind it <laughs> and boosted it a little bit more. And over the course of the next week, it reached 11.5 million people. Wow. wow. And, and I want our listeners to really, really soak that in. I mean, because you've been mentioning, you've said this a couple of times, couple of dollars. So we're talking about a, a you know, rather modest ad spend for a reach of 11 million plus people. I mean, that's really the incredible power of social media. And I think that's really cool. Tell our listeners a little, and for those who, you know, may not be familiar with the post, I mean, what was sort of the gist of the post? Yeah, the post was basically an image of my engagement ring, which is kind of cool because my husband and I, when we met, we actually, we met and fell in love in a week and then got married six days later. So it was really fast. We eloped. We just knew right away that we were the ones for each other, which isn't something I'd ever believed in. Mm -hmm. But when I met him, it kind of just like made sense. And, you know, I was a single mom. So I really just kind of took some time to put the emotion into what that, what those two weeks looked like and the the emotions that we felt and what our marriage has been like. And, you know, we, we've gone through a lot of struggles together and he was a window washer when we met, I was a single mom. So we were struggling financially and the ring was kind of cool because it was just kind of a a glimpse into our humble beginnings. So I just really dove into it and it obviously connected with the audience very it's, well. It's moving me right now, and I'm just listening to the to the synopsis of the post. I mean, I've seen the post. It's absolutely, I mean, it really does capture everything you're talking about. But just hearing you describe it, I think is it's just so so cool, Rachel. I mean, and I mean, I knew. I mean, you had mentioned that this was something that in your gut you felt was going to go viral. But did you ever expect that it was going to go as viral as it did? No, not even close. I had no clue. <laughs> You know, it definitely caught me by surprise. And I think the thing that was the most interesting was as it's going viral, like nothing in life changes. Do you know what I mean? It's suddenly all these people are talking about, you know, our story and our ring and people are fighting in the comments, but nothing changed. Mm. And we, you know, we went to church on a Sunday and on the way to church, I got a call from somebody and she said, hi, I'm with the Today Show. Well, I kind of thought it was a joke because it's just me. It's normal. You know, I didn't really believe it, but 
she really was from the Today Show. Wow. But even as I was going through the interview, I was like, okay, yeah, this is a prank. I'm going to end up on Punked or something. Um, <laughs> Which wouldn't be bad in itself, actually, right? <laughs> I'll take those 15 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> so it was kind of funny. But when it went on to the Today Show, all of a sudden it was picked up by like over 30 online publications. Oof. Cosmopolitan, U.S. Weekly, Glamour, The Today Show. I mean, every single online publication had my story, which was very um, humbling, and it took me aback. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I also have to ask, how did your husband react to all of this? (laughs) You know, he's really great. He's always been super supportive. The one thing that was kind of funny is, you know, family was kind of been making fun of us because this whole post was about um, the size of my ring and how it was small. And everyone's like, well, in case, you know, anyone was wondering, Rachel thinks her ring is small. And now everyone in the whole, you know, United States knows. (laughs) But he was really cool about it. Um, I, I remember the day that was kind of weird for him when he went into work and somebody recognized his name and said, Paul Peterson, are you married to Rachel? Oh my God. And wow. he, he, it kind of freaked him out a little bit, you know, but it's, it was really cool to see the power of virality and how, you know, you can go from nobody hearing of you, nobody knowing you to suddenly everybody's seen your story. And at this point, you know, even to this day, when I search for trending content, more often than not, it is in the trending content still yeah. as a piece that does well. And it's been featured in a book. We have the book on our counter, which is kind of cool. It's a beautiful hardcover book. Um, but our story's featured in it. Oh, How cool, cool is that? That is awesome. Well, well, Rachel, I absolutely love that story. And I, I think for moving forward listeners, I mean, it's, it's the power of being able to take ownership of your brand. And I love that you have turn that into a a channel for you to teach others to do the same. But Rachel, as you know, I mean, you know, and it sounds like you've gone through your fair share of struggles, but as you know, sometimes the career and especially the entrepreneurial journey, you can face some setbacks and failures. And sometimes you can feel like things are just going to fall apart. So I was wondering if you could share a time where you experienced that with our listeners. Oh man. I mean, which time (laughs) there have been a ton. Um, For starters, you know, when I submitted notice to my nine to five, it's so scary because, oh, I just remember this fear of failing and being so scared that everything was going to fall apart. And especially if you're from, you know, a city or a state where entrepreneurship isn't normal, Mm -hmm. I think for some people in New York, it's kind of normal to go after your dreams or people in California, there are so many entrepreneurs around you you know, it wasn't considered normal. And so it felt like just this massive risk of stepping into the unknown. Oh, I was so scared. And then literally the day after I submitted notice, I lost my biggest client. So, oh, it just, it hit me so hard. I was so scared. And I kept going to worst case scenario and saying to my husband, what if I lose all of my clients? And he would laugh and just say, well, then you either get more clients or you get a job. It's pretty easy, you know? Yeah, I, I, I love the fact that, you know, he was there to kind of give you that encouragement. But I mean, there was already something in you that that pushed you to or encouraged you to turn in your notice. So I want to ask you, Rachel, I mean, we go through those moments where we feel like we are in that dark tunnel. It, things are falling apart. You, I can't imagine you lost that that client. I mean, what you must have been feeling. But at what point did the light bulb go off where things start to shift and align for you? Mm -hmm. That's such a good question. 
you know, I think it took a while. Mm -hmm. And this is just, you know, complete disclosure. It took me a while because that hit me very hard. And that fear was kind of always there. And then when I started to realize that, you know, as a service provider, you're always going to lose clients, you're always going to have projects, and you never know what's going to happen. It took me a long time to discover that, you know, uncomfortable was the new comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I had to get used to. So it took me probably, I want to say another six months before I felt really comfortable and recognized that, hey, this isn't going anywhere. This is actually more stable than a nine to five. I'm happier. But it was not an immediate process. It took me a while to go through it and kind of mourn the quote unquote security of my nine to five and realizing at this point I'm responsible for what happens. Yeah. And and Rachel, I mean, what kept you going? I mean, because, you know, we all face that moment, I think, when we turn in our our resignation, we leave the nine to five, we leave, like you said, I love it, you put in quotes, the quote unquote of the security of the (laughs) nine to five paycheck. But then, you know, you go through those moments of doubt where you feel like, oh, did I make the right decision? Should I go back? I mean, old habits are sometimes hard to break. What kept you going during those really tough six months? Oh, there were two things. The first thing that got me through the loss of the client that really shook me was that I actually wrote a book. Hmm. Um, just It was actually a children's book. And oh, it I was talking it. about, yeah, what if, you know, what if something goes wrong? And it it's a book for, you know, parents or kids who are entrepreneurs. And basically this girl expresses her dream and she says, you know, I'm thinking about starting my own business. And her friends say, well, what if it doesn't work? And, or like, what if you fail? And she says, you know, I've thought about that. And then she starts to brainstorm all these crazy scenarios that could happen. And, you know, at one point she's like, what if dinosaurs came back? What Mm -hmm. if, what if money started falling from the sky? What if Kings and Queens existed again? You know, What if I had triplets? And she goes through all these crazy scenarios that can happen in life. And the book ends with, but, you know, the the number one question I ask myself is, what if I succeed? Mm, And oh, it was it was a very interesting book because it, you know, it still isn't published or anything. It was very it was an emotion based project. But I had that that last line, you know, what if I succeed? And then the line that follows is that that alone makes it worth it. So when I had those up, I actually had them in my dining room and I would just look at that all the time and remember that there's something bigger. And if I were to continue to pursue it, the what if I succeed makes it worth it, even if it's really tough in the meantime. So that was the thing that got me through the first couple of months. And then the other thing, and this was really cool, John, I actually started a university where I was teaching people social media And as I started to teach people social media, I started to notice something kind of cool. And it was that my students were mostly social media managers, Mm -hmm. but they started to secure clients because they were like, we're just following your example. I love it. And suddenly, like failure isn't an option because there are people looking to you and you have to lead them. There's no choice. Yeah, I love it. I absolutely love it. I mean, just big question moving forward, listeners. What if you succeed? I absolutely love that as 
And I love the fact that you wrote a book about it. I hope uh, maybe one day you'll publish it and share it with the world <laughs> because it sounds like a phenomenal book. And, and the resiliency piece is something that I think the, the younger we learn that, I think the, the better prepared you know, we are for the world. And then I love the other thing, the fact that sharing your knowledge and, and the way you've grown to understand social media, teaching others to do the same and seeing, I mean, how satisfying is that to see a client win for one of your students? That must be just so gratifying. It totally is. And, and you know, for anyone who's experiencing that fear or the doubt or, you know, feeling like you're unsure, I recommend so highly that you push forward because you never know who you're going to be leading to having their own success, to finding their own victories. And now looking back today, I have so many students who have left their own nine to fives and who have scaled their businesses to, you know, five figure months, or for some people, it's just groceries. And that makes the difference in their house. And I sometimes think, what if I had given up at that point? That would have been I, I wouldn't have been able to bring this to the world. Yeah, I absolutely love it. Such a cool story. Well, Rachel, are you ready for the Knowledge Burst session? Let's do it, John. I'm so excited. <laughs> and I'm going to tweak it just a little bit. So I'm going to start off with this. So one of the big Knowledge Bursts that you share on your blog is thinking of your social media posts as part of your ROI, your return on your investment. And I absolutely love that. I think that is such a great lesson. So share one tip for making sure that the content that you're putting out there really aligns with you or your client's brand and messaging? Yeah. So the number one tip I have for aligning your social media voice with your own voice and brand is to make sure that it comes from you. So when you're writing your posts, write as if you're speaking to a friend over coffee, Mm. because the second you try to write as an expert, everything gets shifted and the tone changes. But if you're writing like you're writing to a good friend or to somebody who you're excited to talk to, all of a sudden your audience connects with you on a different level. I absolutely love it. That's great. Rachel, recommend if you have one, do you have a favorite app, website, or productivity practice that has really, really made the difference for you? Oh, there are quite a few. Um, If I had to just pick one, I would say that Canva is a lifesaver for me. I love Canva. I don't know what I would do without it. And share with our listeners a little little primer (laughs) on what Canva is and, and a best practice that you can share with our listeners. Definitely. So Canva is basically like an easy, like a kindergarten version of Photoshop. Yeah. Uh, that's a very rude way to put it. But honestly, it is so easy to use. It's got a drag and drop temp, you know, it's got drag and drop templates. It's got different fonts. It auto centers things for you and it gives you the ability to create gorgeous PDFs, mm-hmm. beautiful images for social I rely on it for everything because I have no eye for design and it allows me to create just beautiful freebies and lead magnets that people are like, wow, she spent a lot of time on this. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely love it. And do you have, can you share one best practice for, for Canva uh, with our listeners? Yeah. Um, and this is something I actually just discovered recently is that if you look in the, there's like a couple of different templates or uh, sections that you can create um, from. There's one that is called, I want to say it's ebook, mm-hmm. but there are oh, a couple different ones. Yeah, there are a couple of different ones on the homepage of Canva if you expand the options. And if you dive into the ones that are, you know, the same size or dimensions as a page, like a US letter, all of a sudden there are 
gorgeous templates. I'm telling you, like they're beautiful. Um, very, they're well done. They're already done for you. It's so easy to use. And I didn't dive into those for a long time. I was still creating my own like custom put together, you know, uh, images in Canva, but that made it so much easier. I think I'm going to use that one. That's a great, great share. And how do you recharge your batteries or reboot when you feel like you're just up against the wall where you hit a roadblock? Oh, you know, I'm a little different than most people in that if I hit a roadblock, I write down a couple of things I want to get done in Uh, my business, big things, and then I just start to tackle them. I know a lot of people recharge from taking time off. I'm actually the opposite. I recharge from getting things done. So if I feel like I'm, you know, hitting a wall or I don't have motivation, I write down a list of the big things I need to do to move the needle and then I get them done right then. I absolutely love it. Hey, Moving Forward listeners, you can find links to many of the books and resources mentioned by today's guest, along with offers to try out Audible and Amazon Prime. These are affiliate links for which I receive a small commission, which helps the podcast and is greatly appreciated. You can find these on the write-up for today's episode at bemovingforward.com. Well, Rachel, are you ready to do a little time travel? Let's do it. All right. We're going to go back, and I want you to pick a time, maybe maybe a time uh, where you were going through a struggle. And you know, if you want, it can be the time where you turned in your resignation and you lost that client, or it can be another dif- a difficult period in your life. Looking back, what would you like to tell your past self? A piece of advice, a tip, a burst of inspiration, something that you wish you would have known then? Ooh, I think the biggest thing, I'm going back in time to when I was 21 or 22 and there was a single mom. Mm. And I really would have loved to hear that if I continued to move forward and I continued to take action, it would all pay off. Yeah, I love that. And here's the flip side, though. How do you think your younger self would have reacted to that that advice? (laughs) I'm not sure. You know, I've actually kept journals since I was young. And I'm able to read the journals from when I was 21. And sometimes I would literally write in my journal, if I could just know that this would all pay off, I would have the energy to keep going. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think keeping a journal, I wish I would do that more. I need to do that more. But I think it is a great great (laughs) practice. Well, Rachel, how can our listeners connect with you and learn all about the fantastic work that you're doing? The easiest way to get in touch with me is my website. It's rachelpeterson.com. It's all E's and a D in my last name. It's spelled kind of funny. I'm sure you'll link it in the show notes. Absolutely. That's the best way to get in touch with me, whether you're looking for somebody to run your social media. I've got a ton of great students who are super talented. Or if you're looking to learn a little bit more about social media for yourself, I'd be happy to support you along the journey. Absolutely. I absolutely love it. Well, Rachel, I'm going to have you close out the show. So pick three or four words. What parting wisdom would you like to pass on to Moving Forward listeners? Oh, consistent action pays off. I love it. Consistent action pays off. Moving Forward listeners, you've heard it from Rachel. I absolutely love, love what you're doing, Rachel. <laughs> I love this conversation. I am so inspired. I hope our, I know our listeners are inspired. I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to join us today to share your story and your knowledge bursts so that our listeners can move forward. Well, thank you so much for having me, John. It's been such a pleasure. 
Absolutely. Likewise. And moving forward, listeners, one more time, check it out, bemovingforward.com. You can follow us on social media at bemovingforward. Join us next Tuesday for another extraordinary guest. Have a great week. And remember, always be moving forward. Now it's time for you to move forward and unlock the extraordinary in you. Moving Forward is produced by John Lim and Bali Solutions, LLC. All rights reserved.